0: Good morning, this is Michael's Financial Nuggets podcast with me, Michael Palmer. As we continue to head down the investment rabbit hole, I wanted to talk about some questions that are incredibly important as you think about being an investor. I'm not sure how many podcasts this will take to get through these, but I want to talk through them and we need to talk through them. So again, I've talked about this some, but playing in the NFL and my meetings with financial advisors made no sense to me. When I was interviewing to become an advisor, the meetings made no sense to me. I mean, how can someone actually know what a stock is going to do? How can someone know what a market is going to do? And if someone can figure this out, why don't they have all the money in the world, right? Like, why are there so many financial advisors? Wouldn't there only be one financial advisor? And if someone can do this, why are there thousands of mutual funds and ETFs? Shouldn't we only need one or two, like a growth fund and a stable fund or something like that? Like, why do we need thousands of these options? So this led me down a really long road to really investigate investments and markets and stocks and bonds and spend lots of money and time learning, to be honest. And it led to many great things, but it also led to many tough conversations. But one of the things that came out of this was some questions that I wrote down and will sometimes walk clients through. So if you don't know what you're doing, and if you're not sure if your advisor knows what they're doing... And a little side note here, again, what most people don't know is that it really does not take a lot of education to become a quote unquote financial advisor. Some people don't have, or some advisors don't have licenses or they don't have extra degrees. They just check a box and they call themselves an advisor. They have no real experience in what they're doing, but they call themselves an advisor. Again, I I talk a lot about this and a lot about some questions to ask if um, in the choosing a financial advisor podcast episode. I think it's 004. So go listen to that to help you, you start to learn how to evaluate an advisor. But it's important to start understanding these things. Now, again, going back specifically to investments, we have to have a purpose for our money. And if we don't, bad things start to happen. And what happens in the investment world in particular is that they reel you in because of greed. They suck you in by promising you certain rates of return by backtesting data. Greed leads to all sorts of problems, which we all know, right? Ecclesiastes, Solomon talks about how there's never enough. We have to have a purpose for what we're doing. Otherwise, we get lost and end up making bad decisions. So investors need to be able to answer these questions, and they aren't rocket science, right? I'm not asking you to calculate standard deviation or beta or understand the tax ramifications of every decision. These are just some simple things that I think you should know as an investor. Otherwise, I just don't think you can have any rest while investing. So starting with some easier questions, and then we'll get a little bit more complicated. So number one, are you invested in the market? Are you sitting in all cash or are you invested? And if not, why not? we tend to fear what we don't understand. So many people aren't invested. Now, what is the market and why do we invest in the market and which market and is it bonds or stock market? If stocks, there are thousands and thousands of stocks in existence at any given time. There's also private and public stocks. I get more questions about private equity lately, it seems like, but private can conceal information more easily. So you have to be careful when you're investing in those things. Now, public markets, and and just think about just different markets that exist, right? So like growth stocks, growth typically means to people that the stock is going to grow. But what it really means is that these stocks have already grown, and they are some of the biggest companies already. And then another type of market is you have value stocks. Value stocks have outperformed growth stocks 96% of the time in any 20-year rolling period. Just to reiterate that, we tend to think about or hear about growth stocks a lot, but value stocks have outperformed growth stocks 96% of the time in any 20 year rolling period. And then you also have international stocks and international markets, right? And we're going to continue to talk more about those. Okay. So question number two, can you name all of the markets that you're invested in? And again, I just talked about a lot of markets, but first of all, you should know what markets you're invested in. Typically, people are invested all or mostly just in one market, the large cap US stocks, in other words, the S&P 500 or maybe the Dow Jones, possibly the Nasdaq, which are mostly tech stocks, but there are Also U.S. large value, mid-cap, small-cap, small-cap value. And then there's international, which is international large-cap, large-cap value, mid-cap, small-cap, small-cap value, emerging markets, emerging markets, value, etc. And that's not a full comprehensive list of all the markets, but just to show you that there are many more markets out there than just the S&P. So know what you're invested in, which markets, and we should know why, which we'll keep talking about. So number three, and this is kind of a big one in, in opening up a can of worms here so are you aware of the mental biases and blind spots that you're likely to face as an investor? When I was working on my master's in financial planning, I had to study this a lot. And there's a good reason why, because this is a, a huge piece of investing is just our investor behavior. But a good example of one of these biases is, is recency bias, right? So for example, large cap stocks are doing well, so they must continue to do well. Or hindsight bias. If I would have done this, I would have made this much money. So next time I'm going to trust my gut and do it. But we typically forget how many of our gut reactions ended up in a bad situation. Another example of a bias is loss aversion, where someone is biased towards avoiding losses over seeking gains. Overconfidence bias. Pretty easy to understand, but it happens when you're overconfident. I like using the driving example, right? Like who actually thinks they're a bad driver? Hardly anyone. And the same is true in investing everyone thinks they are smart and make good decisions, but all the data shows that isn't necessarily true. Now, I just touched on a few of the biases, right? I'm probably going to spend an entire podcast on this and just talk about biases, but these are some really important things that we need to just be aware of. Again, nobody's ever going to be able to get rid of all of their biases, or at least I don't think so. We just have to be aware of them and understand how we think. Question number four. Do you know the warning signs that you might be speculating with your money versus prudently investing it? I see the research and I'm guessing most of you are speculating with your money. You just don't realize it, right? And nobody thinks that they are. But essentially, it it happens when thinking the market is inefficient and a stock is valued less so you can buy it for a cheaper cost. And then you plan on selling it when the price is higher, and that's how you make a profit. So let's unpack this a little bit more and, and talk about three warning signs. So stock picking, market timing, and track record investing. So stock picking. Do I buy this stock or that stock? Typically, there's some fancy analysis or reason why it's being recommended. I'm not going to go into the fact that some financial institutions push stocks for monetary reasons. I'm just not going to go there today, at least. But that's, that's kind of stock picking, right? Like you're being told or you think that you can buy certain stocks and not the other stock and make money. Market timing over the next couple of months, I think that the market is going to go down. So I'm going to sell and then I'm going to buy back in a few months later. This president is bad for the market and I'll get back in right before it comes back up. Right, like Just little examples like that of trying to time markets or thinking that we know what markets are going to do. Track record investing. Looking at someone's past record and saying they have been successful in the past, so they must continue to be successful in the future. And this can be an example for an advisor, a company, a particular stock or a mutual fund, right? Like an advisor has been successful in the past. They need to keep being successful in the future or a company or stock AYZ has been uh, successful in the past. So it must continue to be successful in the future. That's an example of track record investing. Now, all of these sound great, right? Stock picking, market timing, and track record investing. They all sound great. And it's what we all want because this would allow us to avoid pain the pain of our money decreasing in value while invested, but it doesn't work over long periods of time. I mean, again, think about it. If someone could actually tell you which stock to buy, when to get in and out of the market, and do this consistently over decades, we would have all of our money with that person, myself included. But then also, why would that person spend any time with us? They would just keep all of this information to themselves to be filthy rich. And or they would just charge us a crazy amount of money to do this for us. But regardless, we would know that this actually existed. Question number five, and I think we'll, we'll finish with this one today. Do you have an academic understanding of how markets work? So we just talked about speculating and gambling, and we know that's not where returns come from. It's not stock selection and finding the best companies or getting in the markets at the right time or getting out of the markets at the right time or even hiring somebody with the best one, three, or five-year track record. It seems kind of like five years has been the most popular lately that I, I keep hearing about. We're also not choosing somebody because they're in a magazine or have an article written about them or something like that. You want to build a portfolio that's academically sound. And we're going to talk more about this in future podcasts. All right, let's stop here for today. And we'll do the next five questions. Um, I think we'll get through all that on the next podcast. As always, feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future podcasts. Uh, Again, my website's michaelgpalmer.com. Feel free to send me a message through there if uh, you want to talk more about any of these things. And other than that, I will talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Now for all of the fun compliance pieces. Registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PASS, OSJ 5280, Carroll Canyon Road, Suite 300, San Diego, California, 92121-619-684-6400. Securities Products and Advisory Services offered through PASS member FINRA, SIPC, Financial Representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York, PASS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Westpac Wealth Partners, LLC is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PASS or Guardian. Insurance products offered through Westpac Wealth Partners and Insurance Services, LLC, ADBA of Westpac Wealth Partners, LLC, California Insurance License Number 0L49687. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that the individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Pass Guardian or Westpac Wealth and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. 2023-162-791-Expiration-1025, Georgia Independent Operators Association, GIOA, is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Pass or Guardian. Diversification does not guarantee profit or protects against market loss. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investing in the bond market is subject to certain risks, including market interest rate, issuer credit, and inflation risk. Equities may decline in value due to both real and perceived general market economic and industry conditions. Investing in securities of smaller companies tends to be more volatile and less liquid than securities of larger companies. Investing in foreign securities may involve heightened risk including currency fluctuations, less liquid training markets, greater price volatility, political and economic instability, less publicly available information and changes in tax or currency laws. Such risks are enhanced in emerging markets.